Now broadcasting on your favorite podcast platform, it's the Maverick Do It Different Podcast with your host, Paul Fink, the Maverick Millionaire. When you want to step up and dare to be different, when you will dare to be great and live up to your fullest potential, when you are ready to dare to be a maverick and live the life of your dreams filled with abundance, passion, and joy, then it's time to listen to me, Paul Fink, the Maverick Millionaire, and the Maverick Do It Different Podcast. And welcome, everyone. This is Paul Fink, the Maverick Millionaire, and we are here with another edition of Maverick Do It Different podcast. And I've got a special, special guest, someone that I have engaged with and known for so many years and has been a part of the Maverick community and is also an author in our latest book. And just want to introduce you to her. She's an amazing individual. Uh, native of Phoenix, Arizona, and for all of you from that part of the country, and has been an actor for over 30 years, healer, body work since 2007, uh, performed over 75 plus improv comedy shows, stage productions, corporate shows, touring shows, voiceovers, uh, educational videos, industrial videos, all independent films. She is the person in that whole improv and ability to perform at whim, uh, just amazing, been in movies, been on TV, just uh, performed in so many different ways. And she then took that all to a whole nother level, started Next Level Improv, where she helps people really understand the magic of improv. And... That's just where it begins. She went on and, and really created herself with understanding the spiritual journey and the, and the health equation, everything body and soul of who we are as humans, and brought that to a, a scientific level. The licensed massage therapist, craniosacral therapist, vertex healing practitioner, Certified Pilates instructor, certified in Pilates instructor, second degree black belt in American kickboxing, uh, just transforming your body inside and out. Please welcome Julie Cotton to our podcast. Julie, that was only a fraction of who you are. Tell us the rest of the story. I mean, it's a lot, right? People hear all that stuff. They're like, oh my God, you, you do so much. And I'm like, I don't really. I really just do one thing. And that is just be love loving on the planet. That's what I'm here to do. And for me, it's the most loving thing to just try something new and try something new. That was fun. Next, next. So it seems like I have a long list of things to do. And that's really because I get bored easy. <laughs> here, here. Okay. Yeah. I will say my, my engagement with you, when I first met you, just lovable, energetic, just amazing. And, but really, what, what do you do? And as I, you know, we talk about peeling back the onion. As I peeled back the onion, it was like, oh, 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 wow. And the amount of education that you've gone through, the amount of certification you've gone through, the amount of different modalities that you're an expert on is um, in just overwhelmingly impressive. 
Thanks. Yeah. And, and it's, it was, um, and it's been a great gift to learn all that about you over the years, even. Wow. And now you're applying all that and delivering your skill sets. You opened up your own studio, which is so great. The <laughs> Studio M62. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do there. Well, pretty much everything that you mentioned earlier is now kind of held in this container in a physical location in Michigan. And it, it was, I would say, I, I, we've chatted about this before, but it's like a sole contract that I have with this property. And I, I saw it when I first met this property it was probably in 2017, 2018. And I was like, oh, this, I could see what it is now. And, and so I, some things happened and I didn't end up in the property right away. And I just kind of let it go. It's like, whatever. And then here I am. And, you know, I, we, we opened our doors, had our grand opening September of 2021. So three years after meeting this space, does it actually launch into what it is now? And so it's a, it is a studio and, and the studio is generic because there are so many kinds of studios. There's art studios and there's yoga studios and there's massage studios and there's right. And all of that has a place here. I teach, I mean, I have a piano so I can teach people singing or music here. Like there's it, the space is designed to take whatever shape it needs to support the people coming in, the community coming in that are wanting to really embody more of who they truly are. That's really what we're doing here. That's <laughs> it's like, we're here humaning in this lovely human game on the stage of life where all the world's a stage and the men and women really players, right? And it's like, well, what game would you like to play? What scene would you like to play today? Right, and, and you do this both, both physically and virtually, which is so important. And you've learned to really connect you already, you know how to connect through the camera and you've learned how to utilize all these modalities connecting through the camera yep. in, in a real sense that people really feel like they're right there and, and really active with it, which is really cool. Thanks. I mean, with the exception of massage, that's, that's the way well, yes. to, to reach yeah. the camera and like give you that. <laughs> there is a way we can figure this out. Yes. Well, I actually do teach I teach couples how to massage each other or I'll teach like I, I'll send somebody home with like a, a fascia release ball or something and then teach them how to do like self-care for their pecs or their back or whatever. But it, I mean, it's never the same as being in my field and sharing that. Yeah. So with all the success that you've had and all the different uh, ups, down, sideways, and now you're you're in your in your element with your own studio what what do you feel has made the difference and it's so important I, I see people that create success all the time and and other people go wow that's awesome there are other people that have your skill sets have your abilities and aren't doing what you're doing having created that space for themselves what makes the difference well I think so much of it has to do with who we surround ourselves with. I've been very blessed my entire life to have giants on, on whose shoulders I can stand. I've had uh, parents that were like, follow your dream, Julie, right? Like, yes, just because I was whatever, salutatorian of my high school, valedictorian of my school colleges and stuff, they were never like, you need to be a doctor or you need to be a lawyer or whatever. They were like, do what you love, be happy in what you do. And so with that and, and many people along the way, yourself included coaches. And like, I'm, I'm a constant, uh, I do, I, I can't do this alone. And I've had 
like people, I don't know anything. I just paid attention in school, right? I just pay attention to coaches. I pay attention to trainings. I, and then I assimilate to whatever degree I'm ready to assimilate. And it's like, sometimes like when you and I first met, I was not in a place to assimilate the coaching that you were offering me, but it doesn't mean that I shut down our connection, right? You, there's still value in being around people who challenge me because that's how I get better. So for me, it's, it's a being a demand for the experience, like not just the knowledge, because knowledge is nothing without experience. That's why all of the things that I do are experiential, because right. for me, it's like, I can tell you how to ride a bike all day, every day. You can read a book about how to ride a bike, but until you get on the bike, you have no idea what I'm talking about. And so same thing right. with improv, same thing with massage, same thing with yoga. You can watch me do yoga, but it's not the same until you get your butt on the mat and start moving your body. So to for say me, the least. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh yeah. So for me, it's like having amazing people to that are, that have got my back. That's one of the things about improv that I talk. I don't know that I talk about it in this chapter in the book, but when I teach improv, I teach about, about, I got your back, making your scene partner look amazing, showing up for each other and that, and the people go far that way. They go, they can do anything when they, when they're good, when they got the support. They've got the right people around them. So important. In, in that journey, was there a particular event? Was there a, a particular moment, a pivotal moment in your, in your career that said, oh, that's what changed my future? I mean, gosh, there's hundreds of them. <laughs> but yes. So, I mean, the initial one, and I, don't, I, I can't remember if I put this in the chapter either, but it was when I was nine years old, this is on my website. So anybody wants to go check out the website. When I was nine, I sat in my little school gymnasium and there was a touring theater company that came in and they put up a set and costumes and music and they were doing the show. And I was like, wow, I want to do that when I grow up. And I did. I worked for that company 12 years later. I was working for Charles Schwab at the time, ready to like help people with their money and investing and all this stuff. And then I got the call, be like, Hey, Julie, it's so-and-so from a uh, child's play. What are you doing for the rest of your life? And I was like, whatever you tell me to do. And so to be able to have my nine-year-old dream realized by the time I was 21, I toured with that company for five seasons. And then it was kind of like, okay, now what? And then it's like, well, if I can do that, what else can I do? Right. So then the next decision, the next, and when I, I went on to grad school, my MFA is in acting. And then after I finished grad school, there was this opportunity that was different, totally different. That was, mis it was a healing based, right. I've gotten into the movement Pilates and kickboxing and all this stuff. And I saw, I felt the value of getting chiropractic and massage for myself. And I had the opportunity to take it on and try something new. So that to me, it's just let me try that. Let me try that. That sounds good. You know, it's like a huge buffet and I can just, Ooh, I've never had that before. Let me try that. And then that becomes the new epiphany and the new pathway that I'm going down, but all of it simply to be love, loving, expressing, experiencing this amazing human ride that we're all on. It's so interesting. And so people will have those moments in their childhood and they'll put them aside they'll have those moments and they'll go, yeah, that's what I want to do. However, when they get to adulthood, they go, oh, that was silliness. And you had the, the passion, the heart, the soul, the freedom. I, I am not even sure what it is. And I, maybe you can talk into this to make that decision that instead of the logical, absolutely, um, 
if I was your parent, okay, Charles Schwab, that's what you need to do. <laughs> and not follow this childhood dream that you had when you were nine. How silly. Yeah. And yet, what a different person you would have become if you followed the tried and true. Yeah. 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 What would you tell people that are in that moment of making that kind of decision? What would your advice be? Um, I just, for me, it's all about being happy. So follow your bliss. I mean, thank you, Joseph Campbell, right? Follow your joy, right? Yeah. Like if, yeah. if you're happy doing the predictable thing, if that, if that brings you joy, do that. Like I had a great teacher in graduate school that was our business of the business teacher. And she had worked in casting networks and things like that. Uh, and she was like, you know, if you can do anything else in this world other than be an actor, do that. <laughs> because it is a hard road. It is hard. There's 90% of what we do is rejection. We audition and we don't get the part. <laughs> when we get the part, that's the vacation. You know, then you get to use the skills that you paid thousands of dollars to go to school for. Like, but most of what we do is be like, hey, here's what I can do. Is it a fit for what you're doing? And most right. of the time it's not. And that, like that ability to constantly put yourself out there and be rejected and be rejected and be rejected, it forms you. It like, it shapes someone or it doesn't, or it crushes their spirit and they go hide in the hole and they're happy to just be an account with us for their life. But like, but yeah. to know, hey, it, I do this because it's fun. I, like I put myself out there for rejection because I, it's fun. The, the thrill of going for it again, you know, or don't do that. Like that's, I mean, I, I oh, was like, that that speaks to me so much with the entrepreneurial experience that I've been through that I went straight out of college into cold calling. You know, I was straight commission sales, but I loved it. Like it was like a, 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 a game for me trying to figure out, well, how does, how do I make it work? And every day it was a new game. And I would have, you know, a dozen interviews every day mm -hmm. to relate to the same story. It, it was that I was on an interview. Every time I walked into an office, I was on an interview. Did I get the part or not? Did they buy or not? And that's the way I always looked at it with what I was doing in my career. And you're right. It built it builds up that layer of, of strength, of character, yeah. that you either love it and understand it's a game yeah. and understand the game you're playing, or you got to get out. I will say, I didn't fully understand it until I was on the other side of casting. So it wasn't until I was in undergrad and I, I, for my senior project, I had to direct a show and it was my, I was the one choosing who got to play what part. So creating right. the casting call, creating the, and then I had a vision and I want, then I got that because I wanted the next person that walked in the door to be the answer to my solution. I had this these characters that I needed to fill with capable people. And I wanted the next actor that came in to be, check that one's filled, check that one's filled. So I was rooting for them. And all the years that I've done 
auditions before that, I thought that they hated, right? Like I thought that they were against me, but they weren't, right? So when I saw that from the other side of the story, it was like, it made every audition after that so much easier. Cause it was like, no, they, I, I needed the solution or I'm not. And it's not personal. I still loved all the people that auditioned for me, but, but I, they weren't the, the answer that fit the vision or they didn't somehow enroll me in a new vision because their way was way better than anything I could have imagined. I was open to that as well, but it was like, until I saw that from another perspective, I wouldn't have had the ease that came after that. Yeah, such a great perspective. And the understanding that, um, you know, you want to learn something really well, teach it. You want to know it really well, play all the roles, play all the parts. Uh, and, And I will say in my growth, I was a manager of salespeople very quickly within the first couple of years of my career. And with that, I had that huge perspective of being the boss as well as being the salesperson. And I've jumped back and forth over the years in multiple different ways, playing both roles. Huge perspective that gives me when I am engaging with people, teaching them sales or managing salespeople or managing a team and understanding that what they're going through and that other side makes everything so much easier when you understand what's happening. Put yourself in their shoes. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Powerful perspective. Um, with <laughs> everything, let's talk about the book. You did, uh, you have a, we co-authored this book. Uh, you've got it right there. Uh, you're right here. You've got your, um, your customized uh, book right in front. So awesome, so awesome. So pleased to have co-authored this with you. Uh, Tell us a little bit about what would be a a takeaway from the chapter that you would love for them to have gotten from reading your chapter. Probably the biggest thing for me is the identification with the, the actor versus the character. So like you just alluded to in your sales, either I'm the salesperson, I'm the sales manager, right? Those are characters, yes. <laughs> but the actor you, the Paul you, is the you that chooses what aspect it's going to take on and put on, right? So what I would love, and I this is what I do, whether someone's on my massage table or in a movement class with me, I'm reminding them that they are not their body. <laughs> they have a body and we're going to take care of their body, but the consciousness that animates the body is the ultimate chooser of the experience that the body has. And when we remember that aspect of I'm the act, I have a script here and I, I'm, an, I'm choosing to play Julie. Like there's an aspect of me that is choosing this role and everything that comes along with it, the feminine aspects of me, the ups, the downs, like I made the choice. I'm in the character right now. I'm experiencing my Julie-ness. However, the more I can remember that I'm the actor playing that, the more peace I have while I play that. Like at no point, if I'm playing uh, Ophelia in Hamlet, like I, the actor will not die when she, when I go to commit suicide, but my character is going to be all angsty and like, <gasps> Hamlet doesn't love me and she runs off and kills her, right? Like, but how fun for me to play all the angstiness, right? So that's the biggest takeaway I would say. Like it, the more we can remember, we chose this and enjoy right. the ride. Yeah. So enjoy the journey understand you've got a choice and understand whatever and whoever your character you're playing, you decided to play that. 
and that you could choose a different <laughs> character yes. at any moment. At any moment, yeah. And there may be limitations in the form depending on the level of one's mind <laughs> capacity, right? What, what work they've done on their own mind with a capital M. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm still going to be a, in a Julie body because that was my agreement, but I can change from director or auditioner, right? I can, like, I can change the character in that way. There right. are certain limitations that we can't yet. I don't know. I mean, I haven't gotten to the form where I'm a mutant and I can literally transform like in the matrix and take on somebody else's body. I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm working on it. But we're, we're damn close and, I, and, and not in the physical sense, but really on, on understanding the human condition understanding the mind and that we can shift and change and we've got more choice yes. than we ever imagined. Yes. You go back 50, 60 years ago, they thought all our belief systems, all our thoughts were fixed. Now we understand we can change them at whim. Well, I will say caveat, like when, when we are so identified in the character, we don't actually have a choice at that point. We have to let that run its course. <laughs> it's kind of like if you jumped out of a plane without your parachute on, there's really, I mean, unless somehow you like work with all of the ether powers that be and a bird, you know, a bird saves you or another hang glider comes to get you like there's really, just let it play, run its course and then give it a minute and come back at it later. But there's times where I am full in character and you've experienced me in these moments. <laughs> I've had some <laughs> severe breakdown moments where it's like, okay, Julie has lost her mind. She is no longer in the room. <laughs> so give it a minute. And when she'll right. come back. <laughs> so, so when I say we have a choice, yes. we can snap out of it. Yeah. Um, it's a matter of being in the framework to decide yes, to snap right. out of it. That's right. Yes. And, and so we, we need to be in that framework. You and I are in agreement with all that. Yeah, it's, a, it's amazing. And, and to give everyone grace and understand that as we're talking and having this conversation that Julie just let on, oh my gosh, you know, she's not perfect. Uh, and none of us are. Understand that we all have those moments. People are always amazed. And I talk about, you know, the chit chat. I still have chit chat in my head. I still have the insecurities and, oh my gosh, no, no, no. Am I doing this right? Uh, and I, and I, my experience with highly successful people is that that stuff doesn't go away. We just learn how to manage it and keep moving forward, understanding that we're writing our script mm -hmm. and that we can, we can choose to write the future different. And sometimes it takes time, sometimes process, sometimes tools and, and, and transformational work, but it's possible. And understanding and believing that is possible gives everyone hope for something better. Julie, absolute great pleasure uh, talking to you. Let's talk about the uh, just getting them to know you, although they already have, getting them to know you just a little bit better. We have got a lightning round of some personal questions. Uh, your favorite book that you'd recommend? What do you think? A Course in Miracles. Course in Miracles. Tell me about it. It's a teaching to practice undoing our addiction to the temporary. <laughs> oh, wow. You can't, 
you can't serve two masters. You can't ride two horses. So in any given moment, we're either serving love or we're serving fear. So it's a book to help us let go of our addiction to serving fear. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. I have not read that. That'll be on my list. Your favorite movie. I am a, I love when Harry met Sally. I just do. Yes. <laughs> I like rom-coms. I'm a big rom-com girl. Absolutely. Great, great movie. Uh, you, you know, Deb and I, our, our, my wife and I, our story, we swear could be a When Harry Met Sally story. So we, we, we've got that interview. 50 years from now, you know, we'll be like, do you remember when? Yeah. Um, <laughs> your uh, favorite singer or band? Mamuse. M-A-M-U-S-E, Mamuse. It's a, it's a duet. It's two ladies. They sing folk songs about making the world and consciousness a better place, basically. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. We've got people all around the world listening to this podcast from all different genres of the world as well. Um, words of wisdom, final words, that you would have for our listeners that are listening in? Don't take yourself or anybody else so seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Live life. Enjoy. Julie Cotton, what a great pleasure having you here. What a great story and, and what a great engagement we just had. Really love you. And it's such a pleasure having you in my life. Thank you so much for being here. For all of you, you want to connect with Julie, the all her information, her link, all the ways to connect with her are right here below. So go ahead, reach out to her. She is an amazing human on all levels. You want to find out more and more about her and absolutely engage with her, with her new studio and all that she's doing. You can do that from anywhere in the world. So reach out. And... Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this great edition of Do a Different Podcast. This is Paul Fink, the Maverick Millionaire. Till next time, everyone. Thanks for listening to Paul Fink. That's me, the Maverick Millionaire, and the Maverick Do a Different Podcast. You can listen to us anytime, 24-7, on your podcast listening platform of choice. Introduce us to your friends, give us five-star rating and subscribe, and share us across all your social media platforms to anyone that could really utilize this message right now. Till next time, everyone.